Hello and welcome to Audio Nautic. My name is Curtis. And I'm Sun Warper. What's going on, man? Oh, mate, I tell you, right? Like, whoever thought that you <laughs> could, like, move to another part of the world and be set up within about three days, they're fucking lying to you. It's just bullshit. <laughs> man, I moved just to another county and I'm not going to be set up for another month, so well, I don't know who gave you that lie. Wow. Maybe maybe it's just my naivety. Maybe that's what it is. But no. Perhaps. It, but get- you've moved countries before. I know, but when I moved out to Vietnam, I literally moved out with a backpack, and that's that's all I moved. That's all uh, I moved. I, I had a backpack, and that's it. And the you have two backpacks this time. Well, I had, well, this time I had two suitcases, one full of gear and one full of clothes. Yeah, and then uh, everything. It's like like move into Vietnam. When it comes to the visas and stuff, they're like, yeah, sure, come in, do whatever you want to do, you know, whatever. And then you move to a European country and suddenly you've got to have health insurance, suddenly you've got to have taxation records, suddenly you've got to have some form of legitimacy, legitimacy for what you're doing. But anyway, anyway, um, the it's getting there. Ash is on her way. She gets here on, we're recording this on the 9th and she gets here on the 13th. And Steve will be here on the around about the 1st of December. And then my mascot. I think you meant to say the audionautic mascot, Steve the Cat. <laughs> he is, yeah. So the mascot himself will be here by December and everything will be right there we go. in the world. Um, All right. But it's cool. I mean, I mean, yeah. What about you? What have you been doing? Um, trying to figure out what I can do with the computer and headphones. Um, I'm making it work, though. I'm making it work. I actually was able to plug in my bass and do this little, like, Base improv a couple days ago, so it's it's kind of nice having these odd limitations that you have to work around. I mean, I'd much rather have my synths and guitars just around me, but you know, you well, got to work with what you're given. Yeah, and I mean, I, you'll be—I I suppose you'll be thankful for when you get the when you get the studio back in that sense. But yeah, it gives a whole new sense of gratitude when yeah. you have when I'll have everything back. So I mean, have you for been? Sure. What have you been me- mixing up? What have you? I mean, how have you been dealing with this limitation within yourself? Well, I have a couple of ideas that I started before I moved. Um, one was this little guitar tapping thing. So I chopped it up and made this little like lo-fi beat out of it. Cool. Um, and then I I did another thing where I recorded a uh, archive internet archive. Um, orchestra like that was a vinyl recording oh, i recorded yeah. it with like the speakers on my phone to give it this really weird like airy sound That's and sick. so i chopped up one little chord and then repitched it and then i added some synths of my own um so yeah it's it's kind of fun just using these weird experiments while i can't really play like on a keyboard or something i mean i have a midi keyboard that's laying around but i don't really have the space to put it anywhere at the moment so yeah, that's fair. For people listening at home, Michael is very much around everything that's going on. There is just all the sense of moving in the house. Uh, it's all there. Yeah. And I've got a dishwasher and a vacuum behind me. And I, <laughs> while talking to Jupiter, I had the idea of trying to record the dishwasher for percussion and repitching the vacuum to have like a drone. So wait, hang on. You haven't done that yet? Not yet. Oh, no. We on. did talk to him yesterday. It, I've had other things to do. Man, it's been a whole 24 hours, my friend. But anyway, uh, the uh, I mean, you're getting on, though. You're getting on, and you'll be there. And yeah. after you're done, you're going to have a whole load of click and click and, po- what are they? Click and points. Click and click and click. 
Uh, no, I'll I don't point and click. Point and click. You you're can have a load there. of point and <laughs> click with there. you. I'll get there. Being in a new place, has it given you any sense of fresh inspiration? Or are you still in that kind of headspace of got to get stuff done, got to get stuff done? Well, first of all, I've been able to play my acoustic a little more. And I haven't really played acoustic in about four years because of shoulder injuries. Um, so it's nice to play that. Cool. That gives a little new sense of like sound and style. And then, um, I don't know, I've just been kind of thinking about release schedules. And as we've talked with a lot of artists and done did our last deep dive and roundups, I'm kind of changing my tune on uh, the frequency of releases and how to make a release special. Mm-hmm. Well, keeping the quality over the quantity kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, like when I did my session for LFM a couple of weeks ago, I, I pulled out two songs from, I think, 2015. Mm-hmm. to like restructure and remix and these are songs from my last projects less and um looking at the project it was interesting to see i did a lot of um like little fx snippets like i would chop a part of the guitar slow it down or speed it up and then loop it and do these like really weird like loop it once and then reverse it the next time and then normal then reversed so there's all these like little risers and new sounds and stuff and when you're trying to release more frequently, I mean, I still do some of it, but I kind of want to have that time to be like, oh, let me experiment and try this and let me experiment with this instead of just like, oh, I want to speed up the guitar here and make that little effect. I get you. Like, I mean, uh, the similar to what we were saying with Jupes, like the idea that the uh, the experimentation is the fun part, isn't it? And without it, yeah. w- once you become stuck in your way and almost it's and you're just churning stuff out, not only are you going to suffer as a musician, but also your fans because you're just churning stuff out. I think this type of release schedule is a product of the streaming age mm. um, and like playlists and playlist placements. It is and it does. And you're completely right. I think I think it's something that is slowly becoming more apparent. And I think it's something that needs to be addressed. I mean, we don't have to, once you realize it, one of those, once you realize it, you can take a step back and work with it. You know? Yeah. Um, I think it's just that stress that it can create where it's like, oh, I got to have something new out. I got to have something new out. That's the only thing that is, oh, totally. I completely, you know, like it's, it, it adds anxiety to the artist. It does. Yeah. Um, this week, as far as the paradox is concerned, we both have and will have a chat with Jupiter. Um, isn't that right? That is right. There's some really good takeaways from uh, the talk with Jupiter. I agree. I agree. And I mean, it's uh, he's a very well-spoken lad and he's got some very, very interesting things to say. Um, I was amazed at his ability to kind of just write to visuals in a kind of way. Uh, I mean, I'm yeah. not going to get into, I'm not going to get into it too deep. Uh, you're gonna have to, we'll have to let him listen to that. But I mean, the way that take it comes starting from a visual perspective as opposed to a sonic perspective, that's just you know, absolutely, it's very enchanting. Uh, should we cut to his feed? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you've come, you've, you've come at an interesting time, Alex. This is when both of us have just made our massive moves and we're setting up in new yeah. studios and stuff. Um, nice. Yeah, as you can it. tell, this is not my studio. This is <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> dishwasher makes all my drones. Yes, I just record sir. it. The vacuum, I just pitch. Be like, you know, the distorted guitars and stuff. Yeah, easy. You should, yeah. you should give that a go, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Just pull stretch it out. It'd be good. Yeah. yeah, well, Spectre would be proud. He would. <laughs> <laughs> well, man. That's cool. All right. Um, well, okay. Uh, 
Michael, have you got the have you got the bio there? I do. So Jupiter is the ambient project of Alex Glynn, a producer, multi-instrumentalist, composer, and member of Circus Cannon, presently based in London, England. His music is based on slow, nostalgic compositions with field recordings, affected guitars, elaborate soundscapes, organs, and analog synths. Jupiter is based on deep electronic sound design marked by synths, arpeggios, glitchy undertones, and evolving sequences. Jupiter is a self-contained independent artist creating all of his work, film, and video game scores and releasing its respective attributes, including the composition, artwork, recording, mixing, and mastering. How you doing, man? I am so proud. That's a long. <laughs> that's a long bio, that's dude. Good. Like that. That's. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> Most of the bios we get are super short to the point, and I always like the creative, you know, imaginative ones that are long and really give a depth to the person. Well, that's it. Sometimes that's all you have. Sometimes you got five seconds to sell yourself. You know. It's true. Or yeah. A minute. My What's that elevator down. pitch? Is that what they call it? Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's. You know, you've got a, Nail on the head from the off. Yeah, yeah. It, it's by far, it's by far the most extensive one we've had thus far. Um, and I say thus far, I mean we're on episode ten, but the <laughs> they keep they keep getting they keep getting longer and longer. So I mean, I imagine uh, in few, I mean, if you come back in a year or so, we'd have to kind of like start a half an hour earlier just to kind of get everything sorted, you know? Uh, uh, yeah, we'll expect like I mean, a five-page bio. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, wait. dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great way to go. It's a great With way to sources. go. sources. We need sources. Yeah. <laughs> More pages of pipelines. That's fair. So I mean, uh where just before, before we kind of get into into the questions, where I mean, where are you at the moment? Are you sitting are you are you uh, where are you working at the moment? As in what are you working on at the moment? So in terms of working, I've just released Islands Part One through Ambientologist and we have agreed to bring out a part two which is amazing, which was great. Um, Sam over at Ambientologist has just been probably the best thing to happen to Jupiter. Like he's, he's you know, having someone come in and, and say, right, this is what I'm going to do for you. Can you do this for me? And it's just, yeah, all of that is perfect. You know, that there was not one point did I kind of turn around and say, oh, that doesn't really work for me or, you know, I don't know. It just, it was, it was great from the off and, I was so chuffed when he said, "Let's do, let's do a second because nice. you know it's, there's there's two of us working on it now rather than just me." And uh, ah. yeah, it's nice. It's always hard with 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 make creating music because I've always I've always like uh, kind of let it happen to me. I don't sit down and force it. It's always either events in my life or. You know, I won't kind of go in and say, I have to write a song today. And this is how long it's going to be. This is what's going to happen in it. It's kind of, I'll sit there, kind of just let it come to me in a way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to kind of describe, but I'm sure you guys have been there. Well, it, you know, in that yeah. moment where you, you're just rolling. Yeah. yeah, and it's something we've heard from a lot of other artists that we've talked to on this, that it just kind of flows out. They just let it come to them. That's it. That's exactly it. And I like to wait for that and, you know... As you can see, it kind of only comes twice a year. <laughs> I only kind of release two sort of demos a year, really. And this this has given me deadlines to work on in a way because you know Sam's kind of said, "Why well, need it by then?" And it's that's kind of helping me grow as a person and definitely as a, as a musician. I mean, uh, because I'm learning to now sort of apply. Are you myself uh, to put 
are you sorry? I didn't mean to cut across you. I think it's a bit of latency. The, no, no, no. Are you, uh, are you, st- when you say like, I mean, you have to be more disciplined. Are you sticking, are you like making yourself deadlines, trying to do those deadlines kind of thing? I do, yeah, but Sam's a busy guy. So, you know, I'll text him like, okay, well, I'll message him. Right, this is ready for, you know, maybe to be sent to mastering and stuff like that. And he'll say, oh, well, I'm actually, that album before you has been pushed back. So we're going to push you back a month. And to be honest, it's never a problem because it just gives me more time. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah. Which is great. So I, I never look at it in a bad way, you know. Well, I mean, it's a shame we missed these Bandcamp Fridays because these have been great. But, um, you know, we, we, we go into the next year releasing in January. So that's great. It's a good start to be. I mean, especially like people are like f- more free flowing. I think it's the year what it is, people are a bit more close to the chest kind of thing. But I think in the new year, that's going to be yeah. kind of a space through. This was something we talked about when we talked to Bad Bat Records. Josh and I were both like, well, why a label? And then he really brought that point up and it completely changed mm-hmm. how I looked at labels because it's like you have a, another ear that can be objective to the music and tell you like, hey, you know, this sounds great or can you fix this? Can you change this? Is that exactly. what you felt working with him? Is that how you yeah, describe it? I sit there and I'm like, I'm happy with that. And they'll go away and someone will go, that's shit. And you're like, oh, fuck it, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah. <laughs> You know, and then not only that with the creative side of things, but, you know, running, you know, being an artist, there's so much that comes with it. It's, you know, yeah. the music really is, you know, 60%. The other 40, it's just, there's so much work, so much admin. And, you know, he's taken a bit of that pressure off and it's great. There's, you know, there's, I keep my, I keep 100%. No matter if there's 10 people helping me on my projects, two people, I will always just keep plowing out, you know, my sort of hour a day to two hours a day kind of thing because mm-hmm. you know it's it's fun I like but, he, it. but he's there to kind of help you with the support all the the back office stuff that is exactly. more, uh, a bit more tedious that kind of thing yeah that's it that's a nice way to go um i wanted uh, as we're speaking about the creative process in that in its own right um when you're writing your work because your work is very free-flowing so it's 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 hardcore ambient in that sense where do you begin? It's, it's different every time. It's so different. Either I'll, I'll apply a new technique I've learned. Um, I'll go back to techniques I liked, you know, it'll either start with just a guitar riff, piano, you know, a couple of chords. Um, one thing I did with Islands is I started with field recordings. So, because for the last few years I've been writing to imagery, what I would do is try and write to sound, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So I would you know, get really deep in a field recording that I've got with my headphones and then I would try and write music to it. It's a really interesting technique. Yeah, that's pretty much how Ireland started because Ireland is all based on the earth. And yeah, so I really tried to humanise it as much as possible. So I thought the best way of doing that would just be record the earth in as many locations as I could kind of get to um, last year and the year before. This year has been really tough. Yeah. Um, I've literally just been putting, you know, in the park, that'll do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they don't. But, um, so yeah. So writing to field recordings, uh, the imagery. I write to a lot of. I have an, a set up a TV in my studio, and I'll just put visuals on, and I'll just write away to what I see. Um, I sometimes write to old films that I like. I stick on films and just write my own, and sort of, and then just start taking, you know, bits that I like, bit, sometimes bits that I don't like, try and fix them up. Um, one I've just started today was literally just a simple arpeggio. It's just going and going and going. So yeah, like I said, it's just different every time. But you're definitely right in terms of free flowing. 
I, I try and avoid structures. I try and kind of go where the music wants to in a way. Well, so I see. Would you say you have a primary instrument that you find like you write most on or does it change kind of like what you were saying, depending on just the mood you have? Yeah, it definitely changes. I mean, I'm trying to get my money out of the DeepMind 12 and the Big Sky <laughs> at the moment. So, uh, dude, the Big <laughs> you know, Sky is, you can definitely get your money I out of just, the Big Sky. Yeah, I heard you guys, you guys are using that as, I was listening in the podcast, it's like a preamp, right? It, well, it has a, a cabinet. It like uh, can emulate a cabinet, like a guitar cabinet. I didn't know this. Yeah, it's on the, on the where the, uh, what's it called? The inserts are, or inputs. Uh, there's a little button, not button, but little it's flipper a, it's like a switch, switch thing. thing. Yeah, it's like yeah, the flippy, flicky switch. Well, that's a good way yeah, to put yeah, it. That's yeah. the that's the professional <laughs> audio term for it, the flicky switch. And you just flick that flicky switch, and it it starts doing its thing. Uh, I think okay. Josh uses that as his uh, actual amp. You you don't use like a plug-in like a tar rig or something, right? I haven't used a, I haven't used an amp for about three years now. Uh, just it's too nice. lumpy. Yeah. Too lumpy. I, I yeah, mean, yeah. It's not as quite as good as the iridium. I've used the iridium, the Strymon iridium, and that is I mean that's impeccable. I mean Strymon yeah. always impeccable. But it, yeah. I mean it does. It needs a bit of compression and it needs a bit of work done after in post. But I mean it's 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 wonderful for what it is. You know, yeah, I've had a lot of it, and now you know I wouldn't have known. It's the it's the, it's the little, little flicky switch on the yeah. right hand side. I'd still recommend using a, a, a amp VST afterwards, depending on the sound you're going for. At least trying it. Um, I I don't like uh, VST amps, but with that, it makes it sound a lot better. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah nice. But yeah, like I said, they're they're kind of my go-to grabs at the minute. Just because I still feel like I'm getting my money's worth, you know. You got you got milk every penny out of these things. Yeah. Um, I'm loving the uh, Roland JV80 right now. Ooh. Yeah, I think especially running that through the big sky. That's yeah. Oh yeah. Doing it for you. Okay, so your your discography dates back all the way to 2012 um, on Spotify mm. at the very least. Your releases are typically four to six track EPs. Um, do you just do you normally prefer this shorter style of EP release? I think so. Yeah, I've always just just gone with these sort of short bursts. Um, like I said earlier, it's these kind of conceptual chunks of ideas that you know I'm going through in my life at that moment in the time. You know, so it's kind of bit, those creative sparks usually tend to pick up on what's happened. You know, and then what I do is I sit down and then I sort of uh, create order to them. I think the only time I force it is like like I said when there's deadlines when I'm mixing. When I'm mixing, I'll, I'll try and do like a nine to five if I get the time, you know, and really kind of, you know, when you go through every single individual stem mm. to really try and find them. Well. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the kind of, when I'll sit down with a vat of coffee and kind of, you know, a load of Ritalin and get to work. <laughs> um, I get you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of my EP, Evelyn, is about my time in hospital um, when I broke my leg and I was pretty... I was out of it on oxycodone, oxycodone, sorry, during that time. Um, so you can kind of hear that in the music. That was just, that was great. That one, uh, Tosca is about, he was a, a lifelong cat of mine, 18 years I had him. Wow. So I kind of dedicated that whole EP to him. Uh, and then Abu, which is a track off um, Bones, uh, was in de it's dedicated to my late uncle who I lost that year. 
Uh, I literally sat down the moment I found out he died and just kind of, it just happened, that song. Oh, wow. And I pretty much wrote that in half an hour. Like, just there and then, done, finished. I was like, sweet. Wow. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, like, uh, it, it was kind of the power of just that, like I say, when this, when these natural creative juices come, come flooding out, if I can control them, I can usually get some really good stuff out of them. I mean, so it's it's like almost like snapshots, and like I mean, mm. like, these I'm like I say, I envision this idea of these momentary bursts of pure creativity from some form of emotion, whether it be positive or negative, in the back of your brain, just kind That's of exactly it. Yeah, it's a very interesting way That's of doing good. it. Yeah, and then I try and kind of like I said, nine to five, the, the mixing and the ordering of of the ideas that I have, because I mean, I wake up and I'm like, when did I record this? When did this happen? You know, I'll, I'll look at it in the morning. It's like last night, that Instagram post I put up today. I don't even remember making that. <laughs> I put it up at 4 a.m. It said, and I was like, what? <laughs> That's a lot of Ritalin. That's a lot of Ritalin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Gets the job done, though, eh? Yeah, always, always, man. Always. So I definitely prefer the short releases. I mean, I think we're, we're looking to combine part one and part two into an Islands album with a few more tracks. I think that'll be later on in the line. So that will be my first album. I think the idea of an album scares me to be honest. There, but it's just too big. Yeah, it's, well, it's just yeah. I think that by the time I come to release it, I'll be a different person in a way. That's, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, it's but, not me at the time. It, like, it, it takes so it. it takes so long to get to the end point that by the time you've done it, you're sick of where yeah. it's come from. And you're like, what is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> so aside from the EPs, you've constructed the soundtrack to the 2018 film Frontera, which is now on Amazon Prime. How did that come about? Yeah, man. Well, I, I got quite lucky early on writing music to picture. Um, it started out for like just friends at universities, college, just different students in their project projects. Um, and I got I got picked up by this uh, small time YouTube. Uh, channel called Abandoned Scotland and they would just do really nice drone shots of Scot- uh, abandoned castles football stadiums, jails so much, it was crazy stuff and it was really nicely shot and he would just put ambient music at the back of all these videos. Next thing you know you know, these, these, these his YouTube channel rockets and we're getting you know, thousands of views and I'm suddenly writing music for, for video and I, this was a year into me starting Jupiter. I think 2011 was the first time kind of came out. So yeah, I kind of didn't really know what I was doing. I was just making sounds that I liked. But yeah, just got picked up. And then from there, I met Jake. I met Jake on Reddit. He's the director of Frontier. Uh, I did some, some, he saw some of these videos, I believe. And I saw, um, he liked what he heard and said that he would like some of those drones for his short film called The Newest. Um that then came out a couple of years later and and yeah, we found ourselves in 2018 and he came back and said, Can you do the feature length? Wow. So it's great because cool. you know, through through all that time now, for what well, I've been doing it for like eight years writing to picture, I've met a lot of directors and filmmakers and um it's just fascinating to see how they all individually creatively grow. And like and it's even better when they come back around and say, Hey, I've got this bigger better project you want in and it's like yeah yeah totally. you know, definitely yeah <laughs> i got really lucky point. with uh, canon cameras as well i got a i got a song put on a, an advert out there in germany oh wow uh, that's cool so cam yeah canon cameras and then landed a video game 2018 as well which was it was difficult 
because I've never worked with a developer before. Uh, they are, yeah, they're definitely uh, different. <laughs> In, uh, are they? Are you finding yourself? I mean, are, are you uh, find yourself continuing down that route, uh, or I mean, because you obviously you've got you've got Jupiter, you've got through ambientologists, and you've got all this stuff through here. Do you find yourself yeah. going towards the music for film, music for games, that kind of thing? Do you find yourself going down that route more? Is that more appealing yeah, to you at could, the moment? Definitely. If I could establish that as like full-time work and income, that, yeah, I'd grab that in a second. It's, you know, it's especially when you get sci-fi directors saying, I need ambient music. You're just like, okay, let's go. You know, it, it's perfect. Um, but then again, you can't kind of... If you want to be in the, this line of work, you need to learn as much as you can about different genres and what people need, and almost in a way, what genres work that shouldn't work. That seems to kind of stand out a lot in in film. Mm. I know a lot of people love soundtracks where the music shouldn't really be the way it is. Um, but yeah, catching catching film as as for full time work would be great. I'm yeah. curious for some of those. Um soundtracks you've done have you gone out of like the drone type of sound yeah so the the video game for example yeah uh, that was that had to all be acoustic guitars double bass oh. i had like, bongos in there <laughs> it was yeah a lot of piano so you know i really had to kind of come away and learn a lot and uh which I, you know i already kind of have musical background playing piano and, and guitar but never recording it to this higher quality and loopable, everything has to be loopable with video games. Mm. Everything. Because you could be stuck on that song for four hours if you just left the game running. You know, it needs, you need, everything needs to be perfect. So those loops have to be. kind of learning how to loop. Yeah, everything. Um, probably should have gone with Ableton for that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, with using real instruments, that's got to be pretty tough. Yeah, that's not what you uh, That click. It's going round, and then you hear the mics that oh, winds me up so much. Getting a seamless loop with a, with an acoustic guitar is anyone that can do it, it's impressive work. Well, that's uh, sorry. I mean that that's a that's an interesting. I mean, in the name of the writing process, when you're writing for Jupiter through uh, when you're writing for Jupiter, and then when you're writing for film, TV, and video games, how does your process change? So directors will always have their briefs. They've always got what they want. Um, sometimes they don't, but yeah, 90% of the time they do. So what I'll do is I'll always start with that, and then my techniques kind of start flooding in as, as they would. You know, it's how you, how you make music. And then, but like I said, I always try and learn something new with each project. So if you, you know, I'll say I'm going to try and add trumpet to this, if that's all right. And then you're going to have four hours of me trying to learn the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> midi on your, uh, on your score, yeah. But, yeah, so I, I try and add new things. But, you know, like I said, the, the directors usually come with their own briefs and they'll say, I want this, I want that. Can we do this? The hardest one I get is when you don't get sent any visual. You just get sent a script. And especially when you combine that with a picky director, that can be very challenging. Um, and other times you just get total free reign. Is this make what you want, which is you know the best. So it's the nice best place to be. Are you one to go about looking and submitting to playlists? And if so, what's your strategy for that? Um, it just seems to grow itself now. To be honest, uh, I, it's doing really well on Spotify. I mean, I, I find myself I open up 
Spotify for artists and find myself a new playlist constantly now. And it's great. And I'll always give them a follow, drop them a message, say thank you if I can find them. Um, but I've always been contacting people ever since the start. You know, like I said, I do an hour, maybe two hours a day, contacting labels, blogs, posting on social media, linking up with other artists, collabing, you know. Um, running my own playlist has done wonders for me. The Jupiter playlist, which I try and do once a month. And then what I try and do is advertise that out on Twitter, Instagram. And then these artists will have playlists of their own. You get onto them. So just kind of, yeah, I think just it's knocking on every door, isn't it? Just yeah. with a little cake in your hand saying, hey, <laughs> I'm your new neighbor. <laughs> but together we grow yeah, stronger, we know. That's yeah. it. That's exactly it. And this, I'm loving these support groups that have sort of popped up in the last year. With You know, it's just everything booming now hmm. and i think it's only going to get better especially for us you know with these compilation albums all the collaborative work we're doing i mean i was checking you guys out it's just so like, yes two sides of the world you know coming together it's great yeah it, you know it's it, it it's at our fingertips let's abuse it it is like i mean i i we um the idea of i mean we all we're all in the bedroom and we're all in the, or we're inside and we're in a place where or the kitchen or in the kitchen is okay. <laughs> yeah. And the idea of uh, taking it to the big outside world is big. Cause I mean, you can't just sling a guitar on your back and go and recreate it elsewhere. Can you? It's, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of gear lying around, you know, and then in the situation where we are now, that kind of thing and things now with live streaming and digital marketing, things like that, it's never been easier to kind of just link up and just do stuff you know and then mm. you can only go up from there on out and it's just it is the perfect time especially when everyone's stuck inside yeah i mean yeah. we're all looking to create now and it's and we've got the time to do it just abuse it you'll never have this again in your life honestly yeah no abuse it um one thing a good friend of mine sim he's a dubstep producer great producer he um he taught me to contact everyone that follows you on every social media just send them a message and not just to copy and paste, you know, genuine, hey, thanks for the follow. Uh, the, the stuff you get from that, honestly, you start, you, you get into, you literally get friendships from it, you know, it's it's crazy. Just sort of reaching out to anyone that's kind of taking the time to follow or, you know, re the power of a week retreat, you know, it's crazy. That is a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm writing down. that down. <laughs> no, honestly, changes the game. Just spark conversation with everyone, you know. It's, it's nothing yeah, because I mean, I feel like on Instagram, especially, there's those people who just follow a ton of people and then unfollow them as yeah. soon as they follow back. But I would bet if you're sending like a unique message to them, yeah, they might be less inclined to unfollow. Uh huh. It's, I mean, it's social media. It's saturated with these people. Oh yeah. I mean, even like you were saying with the playlists, there's people that I've spoken to in the past that are like, yeah, that's that's twenty pound a month. Oh, yeah, the pay for play stuff is ridiculous. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. No way. I mean, everyone's looking for that human connection. I mean, especially yeah. in, our, in our world when we're all kind of, we're all kind of, like I say, stuck in our room, kind of in the corner, kind of thing, you know. Um, and when someone gets back to you and does something about that, instantly there's that click, and you're there. You know, I mean, it's it's there's nothing more humbling, I suppose, when there is that genuine mm. connection which comes through. Alex, do you want to give us any kind of inkling as to when part two is coming out? Yeah, so part two is scheduled 
to release January. Uh, my birthday's in January, so that's probably going to be the first date that I pitch to the label, which cool. is the 22nd. Then, nice. so people, yeah. then people are guilt tripped into going and like, yeah, that's a national birthday present to myself, yeah. you know. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex, where yeah. can people find you on your socials? Uh, all of them, all of them Instagram, Jupiter Sound on Twitter, and Spotify, Bandcamp. SoundCloud, I'm out there. Well, that's if great. you need to sleep, <laughs> well, that's lovely. Well, thank you so much for coming to sit down and talk to us. Uh, it's been really yeah, enlightening so much, to see you come through. Yeah, massive fan of what you guys are doing, honestly. Well, the start of something huge. Absolutely amazing sitting down with Jupiter. Uh, one of those where you've been speaking to a guy for a long time and then to put a voice and a face to a name, it's always exciting. And to hear more about his production, um, very inspiring yeah not just the production but i mean just uh his approach to music but also um what he had to say about why he joined a record label uh how he uses his day job that influences um his work um i also really liked in terms of socials and branding the whole idea of trying to send a unique message to someone when they follow you yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a very it's a very nifty tip to get through uh, the idea of just engaging with the people who follow you first. I mean, I mean, not a lot of us think about doing that, do we? And I mean, it's great. No, and it's like, just you know they like I we've talked about it. There's so many people that just follow, unfollow, do all this stuff. I feel like you taking the initiative and sending a message um, kind of changes things a little bit, changes the context, I guess. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. It's, it's nice to see. Uh, really nice to see so we'll be back in two weeks thank you ever so much for tuning in if you want to get more in the meantime you can catch us on Instagram and Twitter at Audionautic Sounds and Audionautic respectively thanks for listening we'll have new episodes every other week at 1500 UTC in between those we will have our new Audionautic radio broadcasts we'd love to see you in the stream and if you'd like to submit you can submit to audionauticsounds at gmail.com <laughs>